0: Welcome to Vic's Picks. This is your host, Victoria. We'll be spilling the tea of the history of dance. For our fourth episode, we'll be diving into the beginnings of ballet. For our reading, we read from the book Ballet and Modern Dance in a Concise History, the third edition by Jack Anderson. So we talk about the origin of codified technique and the court dances in France into ballet today. So the first chapter dives really into the Greek culture influence. And this starts with the island of Khoi. And when we talk about the Greek culture, and, and Greek culture, we talk about the inspiration from other art forms and they they pulled from and that it influenced a lot of other art forms and pulled from it as well and then they in their dances they included um embodying creatures and embodying gods and goddesses and their dance was um inspired from three gods that influenced their dance and, um, when they dance, it would be more theatrical. And as they were portraying these stories and it would be more dramatic and theatrical and the reading that it talked about the Greek comedy and it would blend song and dance and it would be lively or obscene. And then this leads into the creation of like amphitheaters at the time too. And also going along that the symposium where they would have dinner theater and after their first meal they would have a show and in the reading it talked about a duet with a woman doing acrobats and a man doing um, a lyrical solo and they talked about how it was seen as a romantic scene even though it wasn't exactly romantic which often happens within dance, with a male and female. And after that, the Roman Empire took over, and this um, established a different role and mindset into dance, and, and more divorce into the poetry. And this um, led into the style of pantomime, which had um, more of a plot summary and Accompanied by singers and musicians. And this was more of a solo act, which would have the um, performer portray all the characters um, from mythology or history. And this was, at one time, it became seen as rude and against views and very, like, not okay and um got so far that it was denounced by the church and this read like led to the downfall of dance but soon in the middle ages it had a rise with more festival and medieval dances and in these like festival and medieval dances it um it was more celebratory And in the reading, it talked about the round and the carol, which were um, included circular patterns. And along with the carol, it was more seen as, like, a Christmas song. And uh, within these, you would see musicians with um, more of a, like, a call and response with audience and dancers, which I thought was very much, uh, I thought that was really cool with the call and response. Um, And then we go into the second reading, which starts with the Renaissance in the 15th and 16th century. Um, And this talks about how um, more diving into ballet, um, the beginning of ballet, and which a lot of people don't know that like the origins are from Italy. And it was at the time called Baroque. And this was brought to France by Catherine de de Mignogne because she, she became the queen of France. And she did not only just introduce ballet, but also etiquette, makeup, fashion, and crazy enough, the fork. You know, Ariel would be shocked to find out that the fork was here and originated here. Um, and this started in the French courts, obviously, because Catherine and being the queen she is. And since this was um started in the French courts, this was mostly seen by nobles because nobles were the ones dancing, choreographing, and observing this style. And it was more in a ballroom setting. As well, with more overhead seating and um, like seating all around. And so, since seating was more overhead, there was more emphasis on formations. And these formations had meanings that would emphasize on the literature. And the costume mean was also more different. They had like heels, which was that's interesting i personally do not like dancing in heels and um during the 17th century this moved out of the halls and more into a proscenium stage and doing so this became this made ballet more accessible and this also created different seating and with this different seating this Later on, not uh, exactly immediately, but later it created a splitting of the audience to the dancers and started using, they also started using like chairs for practice, which evolved for more advanced footwork and more balancing during the time. And there was also competing going on with princesses around the country as well. And now the most bizarre thing in the reading, there was horse ballet. What? So horses would just do ballet wild. I don't know how you would train a horse to be doing that and involved with that. But that was a concept. Um, Also, um, women were allowed to choreograph in Spain at the time. But the problem with this was they had to be married. But this was a, a large advancement in times then. Because women were actually allowed to do something. But during this, they... There more were emphasized on the literacy concept more than dance and the theatrical theatrical part as well. And then, dance didn't like ballet wasn't codified yet until Louis the Fourteenth. He more established and codified this and. This became more prevalent because he popularized ballet and he was infatuated with ballet as he played all the roles that he could. This included the god or even he enjoyed doing the woman roles as well. And he also developed the first ballet academy, which we know as the Paris Opera Ballet. The question that I really enjoyed that we talked about in class was how do we make dance or ballet more accessible? Since it is so hard to find dance classes that you can like afford to, on top of having to wear a proper tire and driving the classes and so on. How do we make this form more accessible? Not even just classes, but, like, even watching the form, too, as well. And making it more accessible for not making tickets super expensive. And we talked about the concept of making, having, like, outdoor theaters and how um, now with, COVID, that there's free classes online that you can take on Zoom, and you can probably do that in whatever attire that you wish. So you don't need to buy the attire that is necessary, and it's free as well and accessible in your own home. All you would need was like a computer and Wi Fi, which most of us have at this point. And then also, it raised the A thing for me personally was having it accessible in schools as well having like a good dance education because when I was in Dance Muncie after school I just seen those kids is so happy and it was free for them as well it was just after school It was so great, and they learned so much, and it was just so impactful. And just having that in their school curriculum could benefit them so much in so many ways. And having, like, that, um, like, support through the school system and having friends do it and having the funding for that as well that the schools get would be very beneficial for not only students but community as well. So I thought that was enlightening to talk about. Tune in weekly to spill the tea.